Hello and welcome to Banking Under Pressure, the banker's podcast that looks at how the banking sector and the financial markets are dealing with the consequences of the coronavirus pandemic. I'm Silvia Pavoni, Economics Editor of The Banker, and I'm joined by William Devilleur, who is the Group Chief Economist for BNP Paribas. Welcome, William. Hello, pleasure to be here. Um, I would like to uh, talk to you about inclusive growth and uh, how this concept is uh, increasingly being uh, becoming a concern of uh, the US Fed. What does that mean in terms of monetary policy? It is indeed a very important development that we have observed in the context of the strategy review that uh, was conducted by the Federal Reserve. Um, they have on that occasion organized quite a large number of Fed listens events. And what you observe if you look at the report that has been published in that um, context is that there is a very big gap between um, the US people, the US citizens, and let's say the paradigm, the frameworks that central bankers are using uh, to think about monetary policy. And um, one thing that came out, for instance, is that uh, people are far more concerned about the labor market than about inflation. I think that is also related, of course, to the fact that inflation in recent years has been rather low. The labor market, that is uh, what is generating the income or is not able to generate the income when unemployment is high. And that is obviously what uh, people are um, are concerned about in U.S. citizens. And we can, of course, extrapolate that across the globe because that is the overriding concern that you will find. Now, what's interesting is that the Fed has taken that on board um, in terms of the conclusions for its um, strategy review. And... Um, the conclusion that uh, of the consequence is that the way it is now looking at the unemployment rate has evolved fundamentally, has changed fundamentally compared to what um, was done before. I think it's useful to go back um, a bit in time in that respect and to illustrate how much of a change has occurred now. Um, so until recently, actually, you could argue that at least in theoretical economics, there was a kind of a textbook textbook way of working um, in conducting monetary policy. And that is that when you have a central bank that is um, targeting a certain level of inflation, say 2%, but also targeting a certain level of unemployment, then what it tries to do is to meet both objectives. And um, when you deviate from an objective, you have to take that into account in the way you set uh, interest rates. Technically, that uh, approach um, is using what economists call the Taylor Rule, um, that is named after the economist which elaborated that. What the Taylor Rule implies is that if unemployment is moving well below what is considered to be a normal level of unemployment, normal, in economic speak, that is called the natural rate of unemployment. It means that you have inflation risk um, flashing, starting to flash, because your unemployment is dropping below the normal rate of unemployment or the natural rate. And that would then call for monetary tightening. This actually was the way that uh, monetary policy was also conducted um, back in the 90s. Um, I remember um, listening to speeches of Alan Greenspan back then, who was um, the chairman of the Fed, and, and he was saying that 
when you um, when you want to normalize monetary policy, that means you bring you want to bring uh, the policy rate to a higher level um, post post recession <clears throat> during a recovery. You really have to start um, when in advance um, before inflation really picks up because there are, there are long delays. And he was making using the metaphor of uh, bringing an oil tanker uh, to port. You have to start steering it uh, kilometers in advance because otherwise you will not be able to reach um, the docks. Um, Does it mean that um, given the circumstances and uh, under uh, Jerome Powell at the US Fed, we're going to have a monetary institution that will act, um, uh, that will wait before acting. So we'll have a reactive approach rather than yep. a preemptive yep. approach. And what does yep. that mean then for um, for the rest for the market? Yeah. So indeed, uh, the, the new policy now is um, let's see first what happens to inflation, and then we will react. And um, and that that observation is um, is rooted in a number of. Um, changes that that we have seen, I would say since the early 2000s. So one change is that um, inflation has shown a very high degree of inertia um, to the decline of the unemployment rate. But a very other important topic is that the unemployment rate in the US um, during the very long expansion uh, kept on declining, kept on going down. And that is what has led to that change in the philosophy of the Federal Reserve um, and that is making that uh, turning the corner towards more inclusive growth approach, which is to say, well, if we would have tightened policy in a preemptive way, we would have stopped uh, many people from finding a job mm. and, and having a better um, way of living. And in particular, and that is really the inclusive part of it, in particular, what you observe is that the pace of improvement of the labor market environment for certain socio-demographic groups was significantly slower than for others. So um, uh, Afro-Americans, um, Hispanics, um, lower educated people, um, people having a lower income, all these um, have benefited from the fact that the Federal Reserve allowed the unemployment rate to go down and did not feel compelled to start slamming the brakes. And that policy is now going to, is now going to be followed. Now, this is important uh, ramifications for financial markets because it means that um, a reactive approach means that if inflation would start to increase, financial markets could actually become concerned that the Federal Reserve would tighten um, very quickly, say aggressively. Um, that is what, what is called also the Fed would be considered to be behind the curve, as, as bond market uh, technicians call it. Now, another element in that respect is that um, the Federal Reserve has also announced that it will target average inflation average over several years, and it will allow for a moderate overshoot of inflation. And that means that even though inflation would start to move up and move beyond the 2% uh, target, it would not automatically mean that the Fed would start to tighten uh, aggressively and, and quickly. Um, so you could say, well, ah, we are relieved now because you have a reactive Fed, inflation picks up, it's going to take time because it allows for an overshoot. Still, we need to be cognizant of the fact that at some point the Federal Reserve will have to tighten. And there, the conclusion of the policy strategy review, I would say, is that um, the uh, reaction function 
is has become pretty opaque ambiguous and this is a concern that i have uh, that we will struggle to understand how quickly the settlement back will react to an up um, taken inflation and that means that we can have later on in an expansion um, a significantly more volatile environment and more abrupt uh, changes in markets uh, as investors try to understand what the policy reaction mm -hmm. will be. And one other consequence will be is that you have to expect that, um, well, equity valuation levels will be higher uh, as a consequence because we have a very accommodating monetary policy for longer, but also that you would have um, steep real curves as a consequence of that new policy. So this is the path that uh, the US Fed seems to be taking. What's it about the ECB? Uh, will the ECB under Christine Lagarde uh, look at uh, this in the same way? Well, on the inclusive part, that is clearly my expectation. Um, she has said she has put um, sustainability very high on the agenda. It one, it's one of the specific um, work streams of the ECB strategy review. So if you think about sustainable, um, that um, is also about inclusive growth. Um, so that is that is what I clearly expect. I think what is more uh, difficult to gauge and to assess is whether the ECB will find inspiration in the direction that has now been set by the Federal Reserve. And that means um, uh, will you go for average inflation targeting? Will you allow for a moderate overshoot? And what's interesting, of course, is that if you look at the governing council members, that is that some have been emphasizing very strongly in recent weeks the necessity of, um, say, discipline, let's say, the more hawkish approach, whereas other governing council members have been very adamant that uh, the ECB should very carefully look at what the Fed has done and uh, in a way mimic that example. So the jury is out and, and I think um, the, the Fed has raised the bar in a way um, because should the ECB not follow in the Fed's footsteps, what it would mean in the longer run is that it would um, put upward pressure, all things being the same, on the euro versus the dollar and that would mean that for the ecb reaching its inflation target would become even more difficult because of the impact of the exchange rate thank you william it's a fascinating subject and uh, thank you for taking us through the uh, implications of uh, uh, considering inclusive growth in uh, monetary policy you're welcome <laughs>